Cinnamon, where you gonna run to? Cinnamon, where you gonna run to? Where you gonna run to? All on that day, will I run to the rock? Please hide me and run to the rock. Please hide me and run to the rock. Please hide me, Lord. All on that day, but the rock cried out. I can't hide you, the rock cried out. I can't hide you, the rock cried out. I ain't gonna hide you down. All on that day, I said, Rock, what's the matter with you, Rock? Don't you see I need you, Rock? Lord, 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 all on that day. So I ran to the river. It was bleeding around to the sea. It was bleeding around to the sea. It was bleeding all on that day. So I ran to the river. It was boiling around to the sea. It was boiling around to the sea. It was boiling all on that day. So I ran to the Lord. What's happening? What's happening? How y'all doing? We are doing recording episode seven of Chill Time is Will Time. Uh, I just got back in town once again, traveled again for work. Um, spent a nice couple days in Rochester um, for a for a decent little conference. Um, but I will, will say I'm glad to be home now. Um, and I'm glad to be back with you guys recording once again. Um there has been a lot going on over the airwaves these past couple days, and some of that stuff I'm going to touch uh, touch base on. Um, but true to my word, as I said in the last episode, this mess going on with your guy uh, Kanye, I'm not even going to address it. I'm not. You guys know how I feel about him. I'm not even going to uh, talk about that guy. That guy, he doesn't deserve any airtime. Um, on my podcast, I'll tell you that much. Um, but, uh, one of the first things I want to talk about actually is, um, there's been an uproar over the White House Correspondents Dinner, uh, a couple days ago. A lot of, uh, journalists and reporters have, uh, felt the need to come down hard on the host, which is a comedian named Michelle Wolf. They don't like how she came down on Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the president. But let's be, let's, let's, you know what? Let's cut to the chase. Let's be honest. What they're really upset about is she called them out. 
And what she called them out is the fact uh, uh, that they try to play both sides and they're just as responsible for Donald Trump being in office as anybody else. Much like I talked about in a previous episode of this podcast, I always talk about how the media does a great job of steering things up, sensationalizing things for ratings. Um, but then when crap hits the fan, they like to distance themselves and act like they had nothing to do with it. Well, Michelle Wolf didn't let them get away with that. Um, and I got to say, absolutely everything that she said in that monologue or whatnot was absolutely true, especially about the media. Uh, for those who don't know what I'm referring to, just kind of Google it. Google Michelle Wolf White House Correspondents Dinner, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Everything she said was absolutely true. She threw Dems under the bus, Republicans under the bus, media under the bus, and everybody deserves it. Everybody has an equal hand in it. Um, we all knew that the the conservative or Republican agenda and Trump are kind of they're kind of slime balls. Let's just let's just be real about it. Um, but the Dems deserve some of the blame too. And the reason I say they deserve some of the blame is. Even now, they still show that they do not understand much of their base, especially when it comes to the black community, the African-American community. Um, and what I mean by that is they, one of the reasons that they lost a lot of, uh, you know, previous to the 16 election, they lost a lot of support, you know, in the black community. Um, even though the black community still came out and voted for Clinton in droves. So let's not get it twisted. Um, you know, when it came to this past election, the black vote really carried, as it always has, carries a lot of Democratic voters. But this time, a lot of them still chose to be very critical of the Democratic Party. Um, and the reason being is history has shown that the Democratic Party is when it's time when it's election time, they're always preaching in the black community, in the black community, saying whatever they need to say to make uh, black and brown people feel like a priority. Up until it's time to get that vote, then after they've gotten that vote, they're put in the office. Everything that they have told black and brown people that they're going to do for them, everything that they said that they're going to make a priority for the black and brown community, falls by the wayside. It becomes the eighth, ninth, tenth falls all the way into the double digits as far as what type of priority it is. And let's be honest, black and brown people are starting to call the Democratic Party out about that. And to be honest with you, I kind of feel like they still don't get it. Um, and the reason I say that they still don't get it is look at the the election with, uh, with Roy Moore uh, down in Alabama. If not for black women, um, let's be honest, Roy, Roy Moore wins that election. Roy Moore wins that Senate race in, in Alabama. Um, but with with what just recently happened with the young lady in the Waffle House, you would think that uh, that more people would come out and support her. Are they? Nope. How many? How many? Dim voices do you hear coming out in support of the young lady? I haven't heard any. Um, if you guys have heard some, please enlighten me. Let me know 
Um, correct me on that. You guys know me. I'm cool with being corrected, checked, um, especially if I am misquoting something or, or getting something wrong. Um, but also one of the, 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 the major uh, reasons I feel like the Democratic Party is out of touch with uh, black and brown communities. Let's look at what their main focus is right now. Their main focus is Russia and the whole ordeal with Stormy Daniels. Well, I'm going to be real with you. In a black community, that's like the least of our worries. We don't care about that. Russia might, there might, may very well be collusion between Trump and Russia. Trump probably did, he, let's face it, he did cheat on his wife with Stormy Daniels. But the bottom line is, we don't care about that in black and brown communities. We don't care about that. Because you know what? Vladimir Putin doesn't have anything to do with the lack of resources that go into black and brown communities. Vladimir Putin nor Stormy Daniels has anything to do with over-policing our communities, the disproportionate prison sentences that are given to black and brown people. Um, Stormy Daniels and Vladimir Putin have nothing to do with the vitriol and the way a lot of conservative America showed they ass the past two years. And they don't have anything to do with that. But that seems to be the main focus of the Democratic Party right now. It is the main focus. And people come at, come at me and say, well, they see it as an easy way to get them out of office, to impeach them, this, that, and the other. I really don't care. Um, and a lot of people in black and brown communities, like, going through trauma and going through their everyday life trying to figure out how they're going to make it the next day, they really don't care. They want to know what our politicians are going to do for us. They want to know what the Democratic Party is going to do for us. Especially seeing as how, like I said, every election they come crawling in our communities looking for our vote. Let's be honest. The Democratic Party can't win any seat without the black vote. It's just facts. We have to be real about that. They can't win any seat without the black vote. And yet, so far, the only reason they continue to get our vote is because black people even though we are starting to kind of wane in our faith of the Democratic Party, the only reason they're continuing to get in the vote is because get get the black and brown vote is because black people look at the Democratic Party as a lesser of two evils. But you know what? It's still evil. Evil is still evil. The Democratic Party look at, I mean, the black and brown people look at the Democratic Party as the basically the least ruthless slave master. That's why they're continuing to get. The black and brown vote. But I tell you what, if they don't change that, I'm going to be in for a rude awakening. Going to be in for a, a, a very rude awakening. Because you can only push people so far before they come out and they say, you know what, we've had enough. I mean, the media's priorities, which is like I said, I'm glad Michelle Wolf slammed the media because I've been saying time and time and time again, when is somebody going to hold? Everybody talks about Dems, you know, what the Dems don't do or what the Republicans, what they're, you know, they're slamming what they don't do. But nobody holds the media accountable. And she's the first person to come right out and slam them and hold accountable. And let's, and let's be honest, the, the truth, the, the fact of the matter is that is the only reason why some journalists are coming out and, uh, and condemning her, even going as, as far as to put words in her mouth and say she did some things that she didn't do, such as talk about Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the way she, her appearance. That's not what she did at all. She talked about how much she lies. That's what she did. 
And I'm wondering when the, and, and, you know, and, and, and the fact of the matter is that wasn't her job. She shouldn't have to be doing that. That's what our media, our media who is looking for us to rally behind them, you know, after, you know, and defend them, uh, you know, from the onslaught of, of the conservatives and Donald Trump are forgetting that you had a hand in that. How much free press did you give them? How much free press did you give them without fact checking them? Because it was good for your ratings. And she called you out on that. And now you've backed yourself into a corner. So don't get mad at this lady for for, for calling you out and saying and saying what, she, what should have been said a long time ago. White House, the, the, the White House Correspondents Association ought to be ashamed of themselves too. You called a comedian on who who roasts people, and you get mad because she roasted everybody, including you. My dad would say, tough fucking luck. Tough damn luck. You got what you asked for. You got what you asked for. I've said plenty of times before, a lot of people don't like the truth. Why? Because the truth is really not pretty. The truth is an ugly son of a bitch. And somebody finally told the truth. Somebody in mainstream, somebody who had a, a large platform told the truth about them. Because people like me have been telling the truth about them for a long time. But, you know, I'm little old me. You know, I say what I got to say on my podcast. I don't have a huge platform. You know, I appreciate those that I do have that listen to me, though. And they feel me. They feel what I'm saying. But, but, you know, getting back on topic, Dems and the media have no, just, they have no understanding of, of the black and brown community or their base. Let's talk about, let's talk about another thing that I feel like is getting unfair attention. Um, like for instance, how social media and the media act like Stormy Daniels is like some heroic or heroine or martyr. Dude, she's not a martyr. She's a woman who cheated, had an affair with a married man and got paid for it. And now she's capital. A martyr is somebody who makes the greatest sacrifice for the greater good of everybody else. What is she sacrificing? Now, I'm not hating on her. Like I said, I'm not criticizing her. I'm just saying she's not a martyr. Like so many or or a hero or heroine, like so many people are trying to make her out to be and like. And and she is gladly sliding into that place, getting attention with it, loving that attention. I guarantee she's think about the type of book deal she's gonna be getting after this. I bet her videos are getting bought up left and right. But yet the, the you know what I'm saying the media and the pub like the media and, and the Democratic Party continue to to focus on stupid shit like that. Stupid stuff like that. And you know why they do it? And honestly, they do it because of us. Because a lot of the public, we are so, like, narrow-minded and short-sighted. Like, we're like two-year-olds. It's so easy to, like, it's like you put a shiny thing in the, in the face of a lot of people in the public, and they gladly follow it. Such short attention spans. Not able to to look at to play the long game or look at the long the the the, the long goal. 
wouldn't you rather the focus be on how we can better, you know, improve our communities, keeping the focus on things like gerrymandering, even though it is being, you know, gerrymandering is being addressed in some states like Pennsylvania. Wouldn't you rather we keep the focus on stuff like that rather than, you know, what I'm saying like being baited with a carrot to look the opposite direction while they continue to pass bills and stuff under our nose without us paying attention, things that are harmful to us. So many of us have forgotten the very reason, you know what I'm saying, like the very causes that most of us started out like being upset or fighting for. Right now, all we focused on is what the new the new dumpster fire that's going to come over the airways that we're going to hear about, and you know, you know that the media is choosing to to uh, to highlight when it comes to Trump or Stormy Daniels or you know whatever else. Democratic Party, pay attention. You are not going to be able to continue hiding behind. This Stormy Daniel story or or Russia when it comes to our communities any longer. You know, most of us are hip to the fact that that has no bearing on the, the, the policies that you neglect to pass in our communities or the harmful policies that you do pass, you know, for our communities. So just do me a favor. Get it together. I'm going to need you to do that. I'm going to really need you to figure it out and get it together. One of the other things that I um, that I kind of saw that I wanted to talk about is um, the legalization of marijuana and how marijuana has become a big business now. Now, personally, there's times where I feel like I'm unqualified to even talk about this this subject or this topic because I don't smoke. I've never smoked smoked before. Um, so sometimes I just feel like, you know, I mean, why am I even talking about it? But I am going to. And the reason I'm going to talk about it is because I feel like not enough people are paying attention to the fact, or highlighting the fact of how, like, Marijuana, the business of, you know, of selling legalized marijuana or whatever is uh, is making millions and just damn near billions of dollars now. Hand over fist. Money's been made hand over fist over selling marijuana. But who's making who's profiting off of this? White men. Now, don't get it twisted. I am not. I'm not saying they shouldn't be able to make money off of it. But what I'm saying is, if they're going to be able to make money off of that shit, we need to start expunging the records of people who were, you know, thrown in prison for selling marijuana, who were selling, you know, selling weed and, and using and smoking it recreationally and stuff like that. You know, what I'm saying to make ends meet in a crappy ass economy. As a matter of fact, I kind of had some ideas of of how um, I felt like, in a way, like mar- the selling of marijuana, marijuana sales could be used, the profits from selling marijuana could be used as a form of reparations, to be honest with you. Because um, like I said, I can't help but to think like, 
How it's cool for white men to turn selling of marijuana into big businesses while black and, black and brown families have been torn apart, facing prison sentences anywhere from 5 to 10 to 20 years, depending on how much they had, and their futures being destroyed. Because we know what that is. No matter how small of the offense, no matter the fact that it was, it's not considered a hard drug. Once you come out of prison, how employable are you? They let you out of prison because they say they want to give you, you get a second chance in life. But that chance ain't really worth jack. You can't get public housing. You risk, you know, if you move in with somebody who is in public housing, you risk getting them thrown out and getting their their uh, services revoked. Most jobs don't want to hire you. So then, you, and then if you get, so then you're faced with the with the with the task of how long can I make it this way? And that's why so many other people wind up going back to jail. You know why? Because they can't support themselves when they get out because the system is rigged against them. So then they wind up doing what got them put back in anyway. Because to be honest with you, we leave them with no choice. We leave them with no choice. So like I said, for one, I think if if since since it's cool to make so much money off of. You know what I'm saying? Selling, selling, selling marijuana now for for middle age and you know millennial white guys or whatever. Let's start expunging the prison, letting people out of prison who have been locked up for it, and 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 cleaning the records of folks who have a record for for selling marijuana. And then how about this for um for 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 like some form of reparation and. You know, these are just my thoughts or whatever. Obviously, there are some logistics that need to be worked out with it. But, you know, if anyone should be allowed to sell marijuana and, uh, you know, um, as big business and profit off of it and support their families, it should be subsidized. There should be some type of grants or whatever from the tax on it. And it should be subsidized. There should be subsidized businesses for black or brown families who have been hit by that disproportionately, who have been in prison so they can start their own business selling marijuana. How about that? So if you've been in prison um, and can't get a good job, now since the government thinks it's such a great idea to legalize it and everybody can make money off of hand over fist, some of that money should be given in the form of grants to some of these ex-felons you know, felons and ex-prisoners to start their own marijuana growing and selling business, um, and you need to subsidize it for them. So that they can now support themselves and support their families and do it with some sort of dignity without having to work menial, la- you know, what I'm saying menial wage, menial wage jobs, or or you know, working somewhere in the black market because nobody else will hire them for anything. What about that? Because I mean, look at all the money that's floating around from it. So much money floating around from it. Like this, I feel like that's just another, like this country has a great, um, great habit of when somebody else has an idea, somebody else is profiting off of it. We want to punish them. Um, but it's always cool for, for, for us to do it or for the country as a whole to do it or for the top 1% to do it or for white America to do it. Nah, man, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. What's good for the goose is good for the gander.
So what about that? I would be interested to see what a lot, you know other people got to say about that. What about that as a form of reparation? Taking a lot of the tax money that is uh, garnered from the sale of uh, marijuana and big business and using it to either give back to families, give back to people just getting out of uh, just getting out of prison to kind of start their lives back over, or in the form of like some sort of grant money. Um, for some of these these uh, ex felons and whatnot to um, to start their own business doing such, so they can support themselves. I don't know, just an idea. Like I said, it wasn't like I sat down for hours and um, thought a ton about how it would work. Uh, I believe it could work. I believe we. I believe, I believe we could, you know what I'm saying, we could we could make any of this shit work. This country has a great does a great job of making anything work as long as it benefits them. So even though I might not have all the details for it, I know for a fact it could work. I'm gonna just go out there. I'm gonna go out there on a limb and say that. Um but once again, when it comes to uh Supporting or taking care of marginalized families, that's never really a priority when it comes to our government. Um, so it's definitely not something that I see, whether it be an idea like that or any other idea um, that people have for revamping the criminal justice system or taking care of, you know, marginalized families. I can't see that especially you know at least in the in the near future being any sort of priority um for our government cuz like i said as of right now we worried about russia stormy daniels instead of real shit cuz who the president sleeps with in a foreign country who has nothing to do with our immediate policies um don't got nothing to do with what goes on here at all that's got to be the one thing that i feel like i actually agree with conservatives about I don't give a damn about Russia. Don't give a damn about Stormy. What are you going to do for these marginalized people? And you can start with the sale of the sales of legalized marijuana. So if anybody has any ideas about that, yo, shoot me an email to uh, chilltimepod at gmail.com. Like I said, I'd be interested to see, um, see what other people's thoughts on it are and what they would have to say about it. So, but, um, that's kind of like my little riff on that. I'm going to kind of segue, uh, into something else. Um, someone has a political edge to it, but someone doesn't. I just kind of want to know, I can, I kind of want to talk about like why there's a war against science. Like ever since this administration has come into power, there's like been a war against science. Facts in general. And maybe that's my answer, um, because <laughs> this administration and their followers don't give a damn about facts. And science is a discipline based in facts and the search for truth. Um, my guess, the, my guess for the reason that there is a war against science by a government now is because science through imagination and critical thinking is a search for the truth. And ultimately leads to freedom. And I don't think that they want that. I don't think that they want 
um, the 99% to be free. Which, and to be honest, it's not it's not shocking. Um, history tells us that no entity that has power or wields a great deal of power ever gives that power up willingly. It's just sad that there are so many people that actually fall in that 99% that are ignorant and supporting that 1% um, as, as far as wanting to be willfully ignorant. Um, throughout history, um, that's essentially how you always controlled the masses, is you kept them dumb. Um, those who control the masses through means of wealth and doctrine um, have an easier job when people blindly follow them and don't engage in critical thinking or the truth. And once again, science is all about critical thinking and the search for the truth. It's all about using your imagination. It's all about, I have this quote, um, uh, this thing that I like to say, um, and I think it, um, it perfectly encapsulates people with a great imagination and scientists. Um, and that phrase that I, that I kind of, that I tend to say is, um, there are some people who think inside the box every problem every solution they get they think inside the box then there are people who always get praised for thinking outside the box as it's because it's looked at as being so innovative and um breathtakingly creative and i don't know any other type of uh, adjectives you want to throw out there but i say why would you even why are you using the boxes any type of like constraint or guideline Instead of thinking, in, you know, thinking outside the box or thinking inside the box, why the hell are you in the box to begin with? I think any great creative mind or any great scientist would say the very same thing. Why the hell are you even in the box? Maybe that's why so many people haven't gotten anywhere. And I think that this is something that... A lot of our government officials, the 1%, these these millionaires and billionaires, like they figured that out. They want to keep people, you know, operating with inside the box. And so anything that has to do with any type of critical thinking, uh, imagination, um, empowering people through being educated, um, you know, growing mentally, um, being financially dependent, uh, independent, they are against it. They're attacking, they're attacking science. They're attacking arts. They're attacking Betty. Betsy DeVos is trying to destroy public education. Because they just want to keep people dumb and stupid. And then, like I said, there's so many people who are blindly following them that it's what can you know, what I'm saying like, what can you do? It's like how they say in basketball games sometimes, like, you know, when you lose a game and so the, the losing team off, you know, says sometimes like. Yo, we we playing against the you know what I'm saying we playing against the other team and the refs. It's like some of the some of our the people who are supposed to be our allies are actually behaving like our enemies. They're fueling the people who are trying to keep every and hold everybody back. They are gatekeepers to bondage, and I'll never understand it. Maybe they're just afraid of being free themselves. Maybe they're afraid of. Uh, the effort or the energy it takes to live a completely free life. 
I don't know. I, that's something that only they can answer. I also know that science, once again, like I said, science is is is, is something that helps foster and grow critical thinking. Critical thinking and thinking for the truth always exposes dubious agendas. And what is the number one thing that that we can say about our our current administration um, and our Republican Party? And you know what? In some cases, the Democratic Party as well. Definitely some some, some dubious things going on. Definitely some skullduggeries going on. Um, And some agendas that don't have the... um, the benefit of the greater the greater population in mind at all and we've seen it and we've seen it be this way through centuries we've seen it happen like this you know for centuries through you know years and years and years um none of this is new uh, my grandma used to always say there's nothing new under the sun i mean centuries ago i remember in the, the catholic church there was a a greek scientist uh Named Lucretius, and I remember the and he was a, he was actually a disciple of uh, Democritus. Um, he was. I mean, they were both pagan, but they were they were people who didn't really. Uh, well, no, one was pagan. I think the other was atheist. But anyways, they engaged in a lot of critical thinking. They were definitely people who struck fear in a lot of religious people because they weren't the type of people to blindly follow things. They weren't type of the, the type of people to blindly follow the doctrine taught by the church and stuff at the time. Um, they were what you would call naturalists. They really believed in, they helped, I think it was Democritus actually, that helped uh, give birth if I'm not mistaken, give birth to the scientific method. Like he really believed in like, you know, the, the observation, observation to figure things out. So instead of believing in these like outlandish stories that were told by word of mouth, you know, through religion or uh, just fables, tales, you know, different things like that about why things happen the way they are. Instead of believing in mythical beasts or monsters or the fact that gods were angry and mad is the reason that the weather behaved this way or plants or animals behaved this way or grew that way or whatever. He decided, why don't I just sit and observe? And through a series of observations, um, I can, can come to the answer. I can, can you know, come to the conclusion of, you know, the truth. Um, and the Catholic Church, that, they, you know what I'm saying, the church at the time, like they feared that. Why? Because all their power was rooted in the fact that people blindly followed um, the church, its doctrine, and the things that they would tell people. Their power, the, the, the power of the church at that time lied in them being able to snap their fingers and tell people, if you do not do this, the gods will be angry. Oh, you know, the God will be angry. Or this happens because you haven't prayed or worshipped or paid your tithes or whatever. Destroying that foundation and, and 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 unsettling that foundation and those words poking holes in the in that doctrine, they feared that they knew that that could tear down the very fabric of their control 
over uh, over humanity, to be honest with you. And so, therefore, they try to erase um, their works, burn their books, jail them, everything. Why? Because, once again, critical thinking and the search for the truth, which is what, once again, what science is. I'm going to keep repeating it to a lot of you get it through your head. Exposes dubious agendas and frees you. It stops you. It helps keep you, stop you from being under the control of others. It allows you to make decisions for yourself and take your destiny in your own hands. That's what it allows you to do. You know, for, like I said, for centuries, powers of be that be have always been afraid of free and creative thought and speech because of its power and its capabilities. And the reason I say capabilities, um, because let me let me go out and, and, and clarify, because um, free thinking has come up a lot here recently because of a certain idiot running around thinking that he's saying brilliant things under the guise of free thinking when he's actually doing a lot of harm to marginalized groups of people. Um, like I said, and I refuse to say his name. I say capability because free thinking is great, but the, it, it that doesn't. Let me rephrase it. Free thinking, not all free thinking is intelligent thinking. Free thinking is good because it allows you to test out theories See whether or not you're right or wrong or different things. It's like experimentation. We learn things through experimentation. But free thinking, just like experimentation, there are, there's some good experiments. There's some bad experiments. There's some, some good results. There's some bad results. Let me go out there and, and, and let people know. I am. I promote free thinking. But just because you're a free thinker, it does not mean that your thoughts are unfounded or wrong. All right. You can be a free thinker and think that you can, you know, what I'm saying your free thinking can tell you that you can climb to the top of a building right now and jump off and fly. Unless you know something that the rest of us don't know, I'm going to tell you your free thinking is unfounded and wrong. Once your ass hits that pavement and never wakes up. We see the truth of your experiment. But when your free thinking leads you to well-founded answers and is based in facts and things that you can prove and leads you to truths that individuals or entities want to keep hidden, it can lead you to an insurmountable amount of power that some people can't help to want to erase or suppress. Much like American society and history has tried to suppress the voices of anybody who 
who seeks to change the status quo, i.e., how the NFL tries to do with Kaepernick, i.e., how this country has tried to do with almost any civil rights activist, i.e., like the church back in the day tried to do with Lucretius and Democritus. Free thinking can go one way or the other. But when you get it right, you should rejoice, but also be aware that there are people who will be coming for you. I think that one of the one great things that has happened this past couple of years after uh, this unfortunate presidential election is there's been a lot of people looking to exercise their right to free thought and expression in the search for truth. I encourage everybody to keep up with that search for truth and exercising their right to free thinking. Support science, support the arts, support philosophy, support these things that support good, honest journalism, not sensationalism, good, honest journalism built around finding the facts, things that are important that are that that affect everybody and 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 it is done with the idea to help people and bring people information so they can make the great the best decisions at hand to better their lives and not just for ratings and entertainment news is supposed to be about giving people information to improve their lives not entertainment so i encourage everybody to stay engaged into these things Stay vigilant. Um, stay vigilant on your on on your very right to to develop these you know to develop these skills, you know to pass pass these these disciplines on to the next generation. Because I tell you what, if we don't. And we allow them to suppress it and take it away from us. We will forever be sheep blinded, like blindly following what they tell us to do and never be free. We will forever. Our version of news will forever be stupid stuff like Stormy Daniels. And in investigating countries that don't have a direct effect on our communities. Yeah, say what you want. Internationally, there are some implications about when it comes to election meddling and stuff like that. But once again, when it comes to our immediate communities, we need to make sure politicians and, and, and the health of you know uh, the people in our communities, whether or not we have jobs, proper health care, you know, adequate shelter. Food, a great education. The international part needs to be secondary. These, the, those things that I just named, need to be the primary, primary business and worry of our officials. And I urge everybody to keep that in mind. I urge people to 
keep that in mind before they um, jump on anybody who brings it up or jump on jumps on anybody like the media and some of these journalists want to jump on Michelle Wolf for calling them out because we need more of that I think once we get more of that it'll be a lot easier to tell the truth it'll be a lot easier to tell the the, the positive free thinking from the garbage free thinking and ultimately the better off we will be um, as people as a community, as a country, and and as the human race. So, um, that's all I really got for y'all today, man. Uh, if you got any uh, questions, comments, anything of that nature, ideas for the next podcast, any critiques, any things that you think I mess up on on the podcast or should improve on or some topics you want to hear about, please email me at chilltimepod at gmail.com and I'll address those promptly and as swiftly as possible. So uh, once again, I would like to thank everybody for uh, joining me on episode seven of Chill Time is Will Time. And until we meet again, take it easy.